Hey oh, welcome to Build to Be You. My name is Michaela and I am so pumped that you're here. I made this podcast so you can uncover what it means to be you and learn how you can fully step into your potential while trying to navigate your 20s, overcoming previous failures, learning to face your fears, dance with your emotions, and take messy action in order to build and become the best you. You can expect a little bit of mixed stuff love and a whole lot of real talk. But let me just say this journey is so much more fun with the bestie. So buckle up and let's do it together. What is up, my friend? I know this week's podcast episode is going to bless you right where your two feet stand because it is a conversation that I have been having so much recently. And after having the same conversation five or 10 times, I was like, okay, I need to address this right here and now and break the stigma around being a newbie or being new to something and allowing yourself to soak in what it means to be a beginner and really changing the story and the narrative that you're telling yourself about what it's like to be new at something, what it's like to form new habits, you know, make new changes in your life, try something out for the first time. And I think it's because in my one-on-one coaching practice, as I am working with pro bono clients for my nurse coach certification, I've been working a lot of new nurses who are, you know, new to the profession as a whole or new to prioritizing themselves, forming new habits to help them channel better energy. I have been working with a lot of new athletes in my run coaching business, and a lot of them have either never ran before or never had the goal of running a half marathon or a full marathon. And it's like, that big and scary goal makes where their two feet stand seem so far out of reach. And there's a common theme that I have seen with all of these quote unquote newbies. And that is the ego getting in the way of allowing yourself to be a beginner where instant gratification gets in the way of celebrating everyday progress struggles with finding consistency and building new habits because negative self-talk creeps in when a goal requires redirection. And we're going to break apart each of these because I think it's so, so powerful to know the power of being a beginner. And I wanted to use today's episode to chat about the importance of allowing yourself to be in that space where your two feet stand because there's so many moments now where I'm five years plus committed to my own health journey, five years plus of, you know, almost daily running, five years plus of prioritizing myself first. And so when I have these conversations and the interactions with these newbies, I have to go back to that prior version of me and be like, okay, what did I do then to get me where I'm at now? And I think that's such a powerful reminder that the people that you see doing the things that you want to do, achieving at the level that you want to achieve at, living the life that you want to live, all started at square one. They all had a day one. They had a decision day where they drew a line in the sand. They said, this is effing it. I'm tired of feeding myself the BS excuses that I'm waiting for the right time or waiting for circumstances to be different. But instead, I'm going to go out there and create the change today in this moment to create the life that I really freaking want. And because you're listening to this episode, I have a feeling that you are in a newbie beginner type of season, whether that is in your personal life, your professional life, it's in your daily habits, it's in your self-care practice, whatever it might be. I think of the little baby deer tripping over its own two feet, or I think about when you first started to learn to walk, you were a little bald headed child slavering all over the floor and you were like, I'm tired of laying on this floor and you had no choice but to get up. And chances are you probably fell down 
multiple times and you were a resilient tiny human in the pursuit of learning to walk and look at you you figured it out because now here you are walking living talking running skipping doing all the things a previous version of you didn't know how to do and the other option as you were a slobbery little tiny human was to be confined to the floor and now i just want to remind you that while those two scenarios might not really seem compatible in your head, I want you to channel that resilience that you had back then and grit you had back then to get up and walk and to you know make it to mom, to make it to dad, to make it to the toys and channel that energy towards the other goals in your life. Because the choice you have right now today in front of you as you are listening to this episode is to be stuck where you're at doing the same things you've always done or to give yourself permission to stand the F up, take action, and maybe, yes, fall down a couple times before you get a good handle on what it is that you're doing. But I have an important three-step checklist that I want to walk you through when it comes to being a beginner. The first one being, is your ego too big? Are you not able to be humble enough to say, I don't know what I'm doing? Is your ego too big that you can't ask for help? Is your ego too big that you think that you quote unquote should have it all figured out? And I actually had a text from one of my athletes just over this weekend as I'm recording this episode. And it was along the lines of, you know, this is my first week of running and I feel like I should be further along. Like it's just feeling really hard. And I replied back and I said, that ego is a real B when it comes to trying something new, isn't it? And that is like my tough love mix coming, like tough love mix side coming out because when your ego is too big, when it stands in the way of you being able to admit that you don't know what you're doing, that it's gonna be hard. If it were easy, everybody would do it. But because you're here separating yourself from the rest of every other human being on this planet earth by making a decision to go for the goals that you want to work towards, you're doing great things. You're doing better than you give yourself credit for. And so sometimes you have to check that you at the door and realize that you're not going to have it all figured out. It's not going to be like you're skipping through a field of sunflowers, happy-go-lucky all the time. You're going to have really effing hard days. You're going to have moments that test you to your very last limit. You're going to have moments where you want to throw on the towel. You're going to have moments when you're trying something new that you're not sure if you're even qualified or the person that should be pursuing the goal that's on your heart. And guess what? That is life. But... When you come into it knowing that it's going to be hard, knowing that you're going to want to give up, knowing that it's not going to be happy-go-lucky every single day, and you leave that ego where it belongs, at the door, at the start line, you're able to make forward progress in a way that feels more aligned because you don't have that weight and that heaviness of should be weighing you down. So this is your permission slip to yourself to allow yourself to be new, allow yourself to ask for help, allow yourself to sit in the uncomfortable. And the next thing that I think is so incredibly important is knowing that redirection is not the same as failing. Redirection is not the same as giving up. So say you are new to a goal. Maybe you want to run a marathon or you want to run a half marathon or you know you want to pursue a leadership, leadership position in your place of work. Great, that goal is fabulous. 
start working towards it. And as you start working towards it, maybe you realize that that goal isn't for you anymore. It doesn't actually sound as enticing or as aligned as you once thought it would be. As you started to go through the process and the steps of getting there, you realize like, eh, this doesn't actually light me up. This isn't actually important to me. Guess what? redirect your goal, channel your energy and your time and your ambition somewhere else and know that that is 110% okay, 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 (laughs) okay, because redirection is not the same as giving up. And this kind of ties back to your ego, you know, this shame, fear-driven self that says I should be doing more or I should be further along or, you know, I should just make this goal happen because, you know, I called my show on Instagram, I said I was going to run a marathon, I signed up for the marathon, and then I decided, hey, the marathon's actually not something I want to do. That's okay. What's something else that's going to make you more excited? What's something else that you want to use your time and energy for? And know that taking that right or left turn to pursue a different goal is okay. In fact, I applaud you for realizing that the goal is not for you. I applaud you for realizing that, hey, if I keep going full speed at this goal that I'm no longer excited about, I'm going to be burnout. I'm not going to be fulfilled. I'm not going to be excited about what lies at the finish line or what lies on the other side when I do, you know, achieve or go after or pursue this goal. And I think it takes a lot of courage to allow yourself to make that decision. And a lot of times it's, you know, the shame or this fear of, you know, well, what are other people going to think of me if I don't make this goal happen? What are other people going to think of me if I change my mind? And to that I say, who the F cares what she thinks of you or what they think of you? What matters is if you're excited about your goal and if you're excited about what lies ahead. And if you're not, redirect my friend. I cannot put enough emphasis on that and know that it's okay to change your mind. And the last piece I want to talk about is does your goal have an emotional tie to it? Are you just telling yourself that you want to form better habits, that you want to start working out more, that you want to run a half marathon, or that you want to make a career change? What is achieving that goal going to provide for your emotional level self at a deep level? Like not just, I want to lose 10 pounds because I want to feel good in my skin, but what is feeling good in your skin going to change in your life? What's that ripple effect going to have to your mental energy, to your emotional energy, to your relationship, to your relationship with yourself? You know, what is running that marathon going to do to your mental grit? What's the emotional tie that you're going to have to crossing that finish line? Is it to prove to yourself that you can do absolutely effing anything that you put your mind to? Is it to show yourself that you're worthy of so much more than every single excuse, every other BS excuse or lie you've told yourself about why the finish line is not possible for you. That deep emotional tie has to hit you at your core. Like take a knife, stab it in your heart. This thing is happening because the alternative is to like just settle. The alternative is to be less, to do less. The alternative is to completely give up and just throw in the towel because I don't think that I'm worthy. 
And for me, I think about goals that I have set. The first marathon that I ever ran, I ran it for a purpose bigger than myself. I ran it for a organization on my university campus who fundraised money for pediatric oncology kiddos and their families all year round. So when I was going towards that finish line, every single step I took of those 26 miles was for a purpose bigger than myself. I had an emotional tie to the 26 names of tattoos. Like I had like a forearm tattoo of 26 names that I looked down at my on my forearm and I was like, these are the kids that I'm running for. These are the people that I'm running for. That was my emotional tie. My emotional tie to my physical goals now is knowing that I'm going to be a better nurse because of it. I'm going to be a better mom one day because of it. I'm going to show up better in my relationships and my friendships because I choose to put myself first, because I choose to put my energy first. That's my emotional tie. What's your emotional tie? You know, are you going to be able to run around the playground with your kids again one day? Are you going to be able to buy the house and move across the country because you decide to make better financial decisions. What is the emotional tie to your goal? And I think it's so important to know that do not get being a beginner with not being good twisted because being a beginner does not mean that you're bad. Being a beginner does not mean that you're never going to figure it out. Being a beginner actually puts you in a powerful position because people who are three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten steps ahead of you don't remember what it's like to be in that novice position. They don't have the insight and the perspective that you have. While you can look to them for admiration and inspiration, I encourage you to look where your two feet stand right now as inspiration in itself because you're making the choice to set your part up Set yourself apart from the rest of the world who's just simply going through the motions, settling, playing small, dimming their light. And I personally find it hard to go back, like I said, to that beginner version of me and remind myself of what I did to get to where I'm at today. But again, the one thing that I had to do was check my ego at the door be humble enough to say, I don't know, or I need help and move the resources to gain your knowledge and support your knowledge, but also to support you in the season that you're in. Maybe it's a mentor, maybe it's a YouTube video, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a TED talk. There's so many resources out there to help you support that ego. And, you know, just give yourself a pat on the back that you're going to figure it out. And knowing that you're able to redirect your goals. And that's not the same thing as quitting or giving up. And that ties back to your ego because you have to have enough courage to say, hey, this goal isn't for me anymore. You know, this goal isn't turning out to be what I thought that it was going to be. You know, this finish line doesn't actually matter to me. And stewarding your time and energy and intentions to a, you know, channel of life that is going to serve you better, a goal that is going to serve you better. And lastly, tying deeply an emotional tie to your goal. You know, does it give you the chills? Do you get the goosebumps when you think about achieving that thing? Do you get really sad or do you get really happy? And emotions don't have to be labeled as bad or good. Your goal can evoke whatever kind of emotion it is that you needed to evoke to make you excited about staying committed. And again, it's not just about the finish line or the end goal. It's about celebrating who you're becoming in the process. And I want you to know that Instant gratification is getting in the way of your progress right now. I can guarantee it because you probably are somebody who needs that dopamine hit of like pat on the back, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. But know 
that your dreams, your dream life, your big scary goals don't just happen overnight and they don't just happen by chance. They happen because of the intention and the diligent work that you do every single day. And so while the small moments might not seem like they matter, the small moments are what helps you build the best version of you. The small moments helping you become the person that you want to become. And that's such a beautiful, beautiful human. And you know that I'm rooting for you so freaking hard all the time. But before we leave today, I wanted to make sure to loop you in. If you didn't hear in last week's podcast episode, I now have a juicy, sassy little text list. And this text list is going to be your ultimate pre and post shift hype, pep talk, just daily check-ins, reminders to, you know, really just be intentional about the time, energy, and thoughts you're telling yourself. Little pep talks and tough love from Mick throughout your week. I promise I won't be spammy. I won't be annoying, but I will send you a whole lot of love so you can text me your favorite animal emoji to my number, which is 515-400-3503. Again, text your favorite animal emoji to make sure that you get on my text list. I will make sure to save your number and make sure you save my number as well. And I will chat with you next week. Before you go, I just wanted to let you know that I am so dang grateful that we are now on this journey through uncovering what it means to be you together. If you love this episode, make sure you share it with your friend or better yet, share it on social media and tag me so that way I know. Until next time, chat soon.